0: This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you've just won a drugged-out Swedish dance-off, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Payne. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember you from such podcasts as Play Ya Ya Ding Dong, a history of fake Scandinavian folklore music. I remember that now because that was the 10th time we've done it. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty, you did pretty well. Yeah, yeah thanks, Good guys. Job. Good job. Uh, this is Hi, Everybody, a Bad Medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. You can find this podcast online at Hi Everybody MD on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at www.hieverybodymd.com You can also call us at
1: 530 DOCTORB. That is 530 DOCTORB. The B stands for uh, Blood Eagle? Yeah, sure. Let's do Blood <laughs> Eagle. That's nice. <laughs> I think, it. I mean, that's a good segue for this movie of Hortober.
0: Yeah, this this is a film Hortober film. that We're discussing this week. Hashtag I forgot Hortober. all about Hortober. It,
1: it has been a year. Like Toyota Fest, it, it comes only once a year. It's been a long year. It has been a very long year, and we are back with Hortober. Yeah,
0: and we are joined for Hortober uh, by Dr. <laughs> Hortober. Greg Winter. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. You'll get it someday. <laughs> One day I'll get One it. day you'll get it.
1: So we're going to be discussing the
0: 2019 film Midsommar. Was this the first really big uh, A24 film?
1: No. They there did was a, The Witch
0: first, but The Witch was did, a surprise. They did The Disaster Artist as well. Oh. So they've done some okay. pretty good movies that I enjoy. What is A24?
1: A24 is a production company that does a lot of arthouse films. Yeah, and they
0: they generally go for like weird craft films like Midsummer or The Disaster Artist or The Lighthouse. Hereditary. Hereditary.
1: Good movies. Yeah. But this one, if you guys haven't seen it, it's basically about a group of... I guess post-doctor or postgraduate students going to a Swedish I I
0: think
2: if festival. you haven't
0: seen it you should actually if you like yeah. horror you movies should. you should see it and you should normally we don't say you absolutely have to see this before you walk, uh, listen to the podcast I I mean I think this is a great movie and I love horror movies
2: and it would it would be a disservice to listen to the, about the movie yeah. without seeing it. I'll also Take the 2 hours, we'll wait. But also yeah. if you don't care about it, you can just listen to us. <laughs> but I'll say it's
1: not like a horror movie in the sense of horror movies. Like it's more suspense yeah. Yeah. than jump scares. And I think that's the thing a lot of people don't like about horror movies is like that whole dark ominous right. Something bad's going to happen jump scare. This My one is, wife
0: does not like uh jump scare movies. She doesn't like movies that are um, dark from a like palette standpoint yeah this is (laughs) really like this movie
1: thank thanks for slipping that one in there
2: this movie took me a long time to get through like this it starts pretty just dark like oh i mean just from where the characters are at and it like physically took me three or four attempts to get through it because it is just it's really well done and it sets up a lot of like anxiety eerie stuff but it's not I don't, you should you should watch it if you're interested in it. That's yeah. the best I could say.
1: But that is a good segue to like the first scene. It is very hard to watch, and it is like not just like thematically dark, but also scenery wise very dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it opens up with um, Danny's, who's the main character, uh, worried about her sister who's bipolar and suicidal, and is making a lot of posts online about wanting to kill herself, and she's worried that she might actually do it.
0: Yeah, her her sister is makes a like a literal goodbye post. Yeah,
1: and that's always like a concerning thing, especially if you have someone who's been doing that a while, and it's like a cry for attention. It's something that you know you should take seriously. And I think in this situation, people are kind of downplaying it. At least her horrible boyfriend and his friends mm-hmm. were all downplaying it, but then she ultimately does commit the deed, and that was like really one of the hard scenes to get through. Yeah, yeah, and it's it is
2: out of nowhere. Like as the opening scene for from a movie, it's a pretty
1: strong. Yeah, yeah, the title scene. (laughs) The title has not even been shown yet. Right. Like they don't show until after the deed is done, and basically what they did was it was a carbon monoxide poisoning, where uh, Danny's sister set up a car in the garage, very elaborately I might add too, with the
0: tubings and whatnot, one going to the parents' room and then the other straight to her face. Right. It's like the PTSD version of Up. Like the first 15 minutes of Up. It's like, oh my it's really hard to get through. I mean, Up is its
2: own type of PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, It gets you right in the old heartstrings, I
1: think. Yeah, this gets you in a different string. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe in the cockles. Yeah. The cockles of the cockles. It's yeah. like not fun. Um, I will also say, this is one of those things where people say it's a very peaceful death. And it is. It can be if you don't know what's going on yeah i I imagine if you so this is
2: carbon monoxide poisoning right correct yeah um and it's people die of this in their sleep if if they have faulty gas appliances yes exactly thank you (laughs) so so you know people have accidental deaths of this and and it's one of those things where people don't you know you can't ask someone if they're Can't ask someone after the fact. It's just people look peaceful.
1: I will say, like, this was one of the... Like, I've seen a lot of carbon monoxide poisonings at work. The craziest story was during Super Bowl. When I was working, all during Super Bowl, no one died. But the game ended, and this family, like, six kids and their two parents who were super drunk got brought in by ambulance because they were all throwing up, having headaches, um, sore throats, difficulty breathing, because... The carbon monoxide meter was going off the entire game, but the parents were too busy watching the game.
0: And they thought it was like an air horn or something?
1: Yeah. So they just didn't pay attention to it. And then the when the fire department came in, they said the the meter read
0: too high to read. Oh, wow. So if they had stayed any longer, they would have been dead. Yeah. but And, and carbon monoxide is a colorless and odorless correct. gas that can... Be an effect of your gas appliances not burning natural gas properly,
1: and those people were belligerent, and also because their team lost. Oh my God! They were Were they Falcons fans? Were they Falcons fans? No, it was like when the Patriots lost the last time, and I'm trying to remember when that was. Oh wait,
0: was that the Falcons? I don't remember. I'm bad at football.
1: This wasn't last year. No, no, no. Oh no, they lost to the Eagles. I remember this because I watched an "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode that we're going to (laughs) do at another time, where Charlie is home alone, but. Future episode. But that's why. They came in very belligerent, yelling at me, and also trying to throw up on me at the same time. And I wasn't sure if it was throwing up from carbon monoxide or alcohol. But... Okay, no, those toes. Yeah. And the way they looked, they were not blue. They mm-hmm. were very, very red. I was trying Witch. to remember this during the movie because in the movie, everyone who was dead was blue. So you turn blue from cyanide. You turn red,
0: cherry red, to carbon monoxide. You turn blue from lots of things, though, right? Correct but immediately from cyanide. And I wanna say
1: immediately, but when you look dead or poisoned, you're more blue with cyanide than with carbon monoxide.
2: And I'm going to try to pull some things out of my old med school brain, but it's like with carbon monoxide, you have oxygen. It's just displaced, right? It's not the, the it's competitively Bull, binding. That's what it is. Thank you. Yes. Jackson can pull it out of his brain. <laughs> I,
1: I also did just have another patient like that last night. <laughs> I am running on a no sleep again. Oh, perfect. I know it's just how I run this podcast is not, not with sleep,
0: but it works. It's how I edit this podcast. So
1: it's true. Um, the other thing that was weird was the sister's eyes were really cloudy and I don't, I don't think your eyes turn cloudy that quickly.
2: It, it was a weird choice cause it makes you sort of stare at her face and, yeah. and it's also with everything else that's she she's got a hose duct tape to her mouth yeah. and it's, it's very like it's very shocking, but it also did it. Something felt not quite right about it. Yeah,
1: I can't I, really. Say I well. couldn't
0: tell if her eyes were cloudy or if she was uh, dichromatic, where she had one blue eye and one brown eye, and it was just a weird choice. So there was definitely the pupil was white. Johnny do okay. you always try to get one eye into every podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I have a unique perspective.
1: Oh, you got to keep your eye on that perspective. I can't even say the word perspective. Um, but that's right. I can't say the word Scandinavian. Touche. Um, I will also say, the only time your eyes are cloudy when you're looking at Dead stuff Fish. So, unfresh fish have cloudy eyes. I was like, if you eat fish, your
0: eyes get cloudy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> super, well, super, super cloudy. Yeah, that's why my vision's so great.
0: That's that's really the opening of the movie and kind of our yeah. introduction to Danny as a character. And then we find out that she's uh, in a relationship with a guy who is planning on bouncing, but then... Her family literally just died. So instead, he says, uh, Why don't you go on this road trip with my buddies that was going to be my rebound?
1: So they end up going to Sweden for this Midsummer festival. And I believe it's pronounced Midsummer. I'm sorry. Midsummer festival. And they really like drugs.
0: Yeah. Their first introduction to everything that's going on is Hey, let's all do some mushrooms.
2: I will say this. As a, as a practicing physician, you're right. I mean, they, they show up at this place and they start, um, they start doing some hallucinogenic drugs. I think it's important to acknowledge that every culture is different, and in some cultures they're not quite as stigmatized as they are in the U.S. And so those psychedelics can be used in ritualistic fashion or in coming-of-age type of ways that are very much culturally acceptable that they really kind of aren't in our, in our culture. Like ayahuasca. So, I mean exactly and so I think you know them doing that initially as they get there is part of setting the stage for them sort of engaging with this other culture none of them seem like they're inexperienced with it but it's also just kind of like hey here's here's a drug you guys know you're gonna do it to start with and now stuff's gonna get stuff's really? gonna get weird yeah
1: yeah and I think the thing that was kind of interesting was how they made these subtle hallucinations seem very realistic
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I that's what I think they do very well is by being so subtle with it, it I mean
1: it's not the face melting LSD trips that you always see on TV. Yeah, it's it's not, more everything's really wavy, everything kinda just wispy. It's a
0: little out of focus yeah. and it my al- focus is weird. I mean, and it also it
2: also pulls you into it because it's not obvious. And so the way that it I, I mean, this is this is a great movie. You should really see it. I think you should really see it if it sounds interesting if you haven't. But that by being so subtle like often you start to question whether or not you saw the thing that you mm-hmm. did and so i this is now the like third or fourth ish time granted when i've seen the movie i don't always get through it but it's you, you can pick up on more and more of those subtleties because the the shockingness of the story is not kind of hitting you in the face but you you see that stuff in the background it's one of the things that that you can see in a couple scenes is like these faces and trees that are yeah. they, they're there and they're not subtle, but you wouldn't catch it if you're paying attention to, you know, the the story in front of you. And I
1: think when you were looking at all these like hallucinations and how weird things were I think one thing you brought up was like, is this like a shared delusion kind of disorder kind of picture where everyone's kind of acting off and seeing or acting weirdly? You
0: specifically brought that up though in the first really really disturbing scene we had, yeah, uh, which was when we had the two senior citizens.
2: The, I, I did. That's not when I brought it up. Oh, uh, I brought I, I brought it up later. I, I I wrote it down because of something that your wife had said. And I was thinking and I was just, I was trying to do a little bit of active processing while we were watching it. And it it's weird because in any culture that you're not used to, some of the stuff they do is strange. It's yeah. it's not like it's strange until you've you're kind of wrapped up in it and it's like, oh, th- this is what this, all this group of people does. And so to me, watching this movie, I sort of looked at it like that, where this whole Midsummer Festival is, I mean, it is their traditional thing that they do. And if you're even as an outsider, you're gonna you're you're gonna do your part as an outsider to try to be a part of it. It's like when you go to a new you go to meet your significant other's family for the first time, and they do something in a weird way, and just like, well, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah, like you're wrapped up in it. You're part of it. And the longer that you do it, the more you're gonna be a part of that. And at as I think as this story builds, and especially as you know they're given more and more drugs, and it's like more and more powerful stuff, and you're getting wrapped up more and more in that whole in that whole experience.
1: Yeah. Because it's pretty jarring, like mm-hmm. this whole like they they go from zero to hundred, yeah. real quick, and I think you were alluding to the next part, which is like the I wrote down the word Atastupa mm-hmm. which is a uh, ritual suicide
0: of old people. Yeah, I I think that that's uh, Swedish for old fall. I made that oh. up just now. Oh. I mean I could believe it. It's yeah. Really- <laughs> I would have believed I
1: totally would have believed it. If we that.
0: were playing Boulder Dash, you got my point. <laughs> you you
1: would have won right there.
0: But it's true though. It's this like- podcast is brought to you by Jackbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't wait for the next one.
0: Um but
1: this this scene was like a rough one. I, I would say.
2: Oh, this actually, so the first time I watched it, this would this was the third time I ha- I stopped the movie and had to rewind it. Because I wasn't sure that I saw the thing that I saw, and and was like, wait a, like mm-hmm. wait a minute. And had I waited two more seconds, I would have seen it again. But it, I mean, it's really
0: jarring. Yeah. And and, then, and let's make a point that it's an hour into the film. Like, is it really? Is yeah. it Really
1: an hour? Yeah. It did not feel like that. It felt. Oh, I mean, we did. Yeah. We kind of we skipped around. through
0: it this time, but we all have. Yeah. All seen it. But more I than remember just. Beforehand. Yeah.
1: I I think it was building up to it because. You know, they had all these old people on pedestals, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is nice." That's
2: right. I forgot about that part where right? they they fed them,
1: they yeah. ate, a, they ate really well, and then they got put on chair, like what is it who di- pedestals who, and stuff. Who
2: directed and wrote this movie? I feel like uh, Ari, Ari Aster. Ari Aster. That's. I just feel like they should get some credit. It's a good movie. I'm yeah. sure they've gotten plenty of credit. I just am. Yeah. Am off my movie director game these days. <laughs> so it's
0: only been a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> since since it last Horse came over. out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It took. A lot of a lot of my friends had told me to watch this, and
1: I saw this in the theater. And it took
2: me a while to get around to it. And then the first time I tried to watch it, I literally didn't get past the opening. And then the next time,
1: oh, it was a tough watching. Took, the took a while. Mm-hmm. You should still watch this movie. Don't yeah. don't let us discourage you. It's real good. If you
0: watched it once when we told you to watch it earlier, you should watch it again now and then yeah. come back to this podcast. Yeah.
1: But that first lady. <laughs> uh, so what they do is they all go to the top of a cliff. Mm -hmm. Like a very tall cliff. You know, they ritualistically cut their hands and then rub their blood onto some rune stones. And then the old lady kind of stands at the edge, kind of building up to it. You can see Danny, who really should not be looking at something like this after such a traumatic event of her family dying. And then the lady just kind of belly flops, I guess is the best way to describe it, onto a rock Mm -hmm. from the top of the cliff.
2: That's a swan dive. You think swan dive? I think so.
1: I mean it would explain why her face was pretty
2: yeah. That was when I sort of like saw it out of the corner of my eye. I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I will say like I always complain about should be bloodier.
2: Uh, we were debating about this as it happened. And you and and although I agree, I think there's ways that people can fall to their death and it not it not be so bloody as well.
1: I would also I mean my counter argument would be the rock looked pretty jaggedy, so she probably would have torn the clothes a little bit and there should have been some puncture wounds.
0: Hence the blood. Like the, wait, the rock she was jumping off of, onto, or the one she was landing on. Okay, onto. That one looked pretty
2: flat, actually. <laughs> I mean, so it, but what, her
0: face was real beat up.
2: So the so when when you see like pools of blood a lot, and you uh, never or, get
1: that pretty pool of blood.
2: It, but but the reason why blood is pooling is because your heart is still pumping. Granted, if your heart stops, you still have blood; it's still going to come out a little bit. But like normally, when you see blood flow, it's because your heart is pumping out blood. If you have my, my thought, and this is not backed up by anything other than me <laughs> having a thought about it while we were talk while we were watching the movie sure. was, you know, it's, there, there's the joke that it's not the fall that kills you. It's the stop, right? The so, landing. so when somebody, even in, you know, in car accidents or anything else, it, a, a forceful fast stop, it's the stopping that causes the internal injury. You're, yep. you're the, the things inside of your body are still moving that speed yep. when suddenly your body isn't moving that speed anymore. And so one of the things that you can have happen is you can have a, you know, damage to any of the internal organs. Mm. The biggest one is you can rupture your aorta. That's the big vessel coming out of your heart. If that happens, you bleed out, but you bleed out inside of your body. Mm -hmm. And if, if that happens, then you wouldn't, I don't think you'd see a lot of blood. You would see, I mean, there, you'd be a little bit bloody, but a thing that I I think this even comes up later in the, I know it comes up (laughs) later in the movie. You mean
1: like two seconds, two minutes later?
2: No, way later. I, oh. I'll well, I'll get to that. Too. But but if you if you've ever cut yourself, it's not like things start bleeding immediately. It's you cut yourself and then you look. You're like, did I cut myself? And then you start seeing blood flow. There's there's a little lag behind while sure. that that injury kind of manifests itself. And I I think because of the suddenness of this, sure. that's that's why I can believe that maybe there wouldn't be as much blood.
1: I would think at least there would be a lot more pooling of
2: blood in the head. I would say there should be more gore because her yes. face is emptied yeah. and there's a brain in there. There's not enough fat. <laughs> there's. There I should. will
1: say as a guy who's seen a lot of like head trauma that is significant to the brain, um, it looks a little more pink and fatty. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I can say more gore. I'm fine with the amount of blood.
0: Um, it reminds The reason me- this is not a video podcast is I'm just making squeamish ew faces yeah, it's ento- kind of- all through this conversation. It's pretty funny.
2: We made him step back we, we made like the you know, frame by frame advance and rewind for a while it got, back got a little dark. Left. Back and to the left.
1: Back and to the left. I mean this reminds me of I, I kind of mentioned this when we were watching the movie it reminded me when I was in med school and when I had to go to the corner we had a person who jumped off of a 30 story building and he essentially was just mush
2: and And I also you know there's there is uh, something about how you hit the ground too, and that's yeah. demonstrated immediately afterwards, right? Yeah. so the, the this
1: guy landed prone, so his this girl No, no, I'm talking about the jumper I saw, so he oh, landed okay. with on his hands and feet, kinda, so he crushed down and he just was push so that's and, yeah ugh. that that was a day where I remember my classmates in the corner just dropping.
2: I mean that's a that's a gross thing to see. Oh yeah. I would also recommend if you have the opportunity to go to your county coroner's office, if it's something that interests you, it's they are uh, pathologists and and the people that are coroners are fascinating people, first of all. Yeah. And their job, if if you can sort of handle it, it, it's it's really interesting. You will learn some stuff about some stuff going on wherever you live, because they are the people that that see the aftermath of cases and crimes.
1: I will say the hardest part about going to the coroner is not the sights. It's the smells, it's the, <laughs> the smells. Wow. I will
0: say that if you told me when I was studying theater in college that I'd be co-hosting a podcast saying, hey, go do a shadow at your local coroner, I would have... I learned a lot. Yeah, and that sounds like... Next. really good advice for the kind of people that that's really good advice for. And, and Johnny, yeah. I'll
2: say next time, like we, we get offered to go once a year with, when the new fellows are training, I will let you know, I'll extend an invitation.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm washing you
2: my look, hair.
1: You look ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is a jarring experience. I
0: will say that. Uh, do we want to talk about the second? I, I mean, did. I, oh first? yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, yeah, cause I've gotten to talk about the sound design as well. Um, so, so what,
2: the thing that I was ch- was saying is, you know, the way that somebody hits matters. Yeah. And so actually that forward, the forward back stress on your heart.
1: You mean the coup contra coup?
2: Yes. But that, that stress when you're in an accident the from...
1: So that's why blunt traumas are so much uh, more difficult to survive than sh- uh, penetrating trauma. Because it's... <laughs> Ooh, the giggles when I say penetrating trauma. Um, It's because it's such a diffuse... Stress onto tissue that it can burst a lot more vessels and ultimately compromise the organ. It's it's like the
2: blast injury from an explosion, correct? Where that you're, it's so much damage everywhere that you there's nothing your body can really do. Yeah,
1: but blast and (laughs) penetrate. Yep.
2: (laughs) But but so what I was kind of saying, the reason that I thought about why that there shouldn't be that much blood for that first lady is because think about the way the second guy lands, right? He's he's straight up and down. No, he lands on his feet. So that's uh, that's kind of the difference. Is like he lands, he doesn't die, right? That's not no. that's not a necessarily. No. He did
1: burst deadly, some vessels uh, in his eyes, and
2: he also burst a, <laughs> some vessels in his leg. He bursts some legs
0: in his legs. Um,
2: <laughs> and so, like there, I feel there should be more blood. Like he's alive. Yeah,
1: that should be just spurting out blood. I mean, he,
2: and even if it's, I mean, it should be spurting because he definitely ruined the artery. So when you have horrible injuries like that, mm-hmm. those those arteries i believe are on a little bit under a little bit of tension and they also your muscles clamp down and mm-hmm. so people can survive those horrible they, injuries to their arteries <clears throat>
1: in the lower legs so they can in the lower legs only because there's so many compartments in there right that's what I and mean. that can thank you for saying stuff. it in a smart medical sounding way i do i do discuss this from time to time um it can compress all that but odds are it probably also affected us like femoral artery and whatnot and you uh, femur fracture is one of the big ways where you can actually lose a lot of blood and die potentially um so like uh,
2: point to... of order he did not fracture his femur we don't know i mean i can see two bones that he fractured yes <laughs> but you
1: you don't have x-ray vision you can't tell if his femur broke eh, it, he's that got a force has to transfer
2: he's got a compound fracture that ends that is below his knee compound means the bone is sticking out of your body that's, a, that's a medical oh, emergency oh,
1: oh, open fracture compound is multiple pieces uh, Jackson knows his stuff. He has a I'm just a talking head. open compound fracture of the tibia and fibula. Yeah, bilaterally.
2: I believe it's just one. I thought it was just his left. He just looks like hell. He, does, you know what? He's probably given the remote location of this. He's
0: not going to survive this injury. Yeah, Let's just you go know ahead what, and say trilaterally. Is well, that a thing. Well, it d- depends on legs? how big that third leg is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing. You're right.
1: He won't survive that leg injury much longer. Because a hammer comes out. That's, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah,
2: that's a little excessive. That, you expect more blood. Is that medically accurate, Jackson? That's out of my purview. I will
1: say this. We don't use hospice hammer. <laughs> 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 I will say this. It's the same complaint you had about the lady. Her head, that guy's head seemed too empty.
2: It did, and they made a point to show kind of the close-up, and I... And it was too bouncy. I... Yeah, I think it would bounce a I feel like it was a very he, light man. tap. I I love, think that was love of the hammer. I, I I actually agree, but I think that was the, like an artistic choice to show it that way because they have the three people swing it. Yeah, I'm as I'm talking about this movie, I'm liking it more and more. The first time I watched it, it was such an like it felt like an emotional chore that I was just mm-hmm. happy that I got through it. And so this
0: time, it's it's pretty visceral.
2: Yeah, but also now that it's not surprising, it was easier to sort of
0: yeah. enjoy. But so uh, if, if you're listening to this right now and you, you have go watch seen it. it for a third time, <laughs> uh, you should go watch it right now and we'll wait.
1: Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I think the head was too empty. And it could – this goes back to your argument, like, the heart is still beating, right? Them getting his head slammed in doesn't necessarily mean his heart's going to stop right away. For sure. I said that one should be – That one should that's, be the
2: that's blood. Why I, that's why I'm saying that, that should, should be first the one, blood. I'm fine with it not being bloody. Yeah. Second one. So,
1: as usual, there should have been more blood. Yeah. Which is always a complaint we have. It's, I mean, if there was going to be a bloodier movie, this could be it. But there were some scenes with like appropriate blood. Um, But yeah, this scene was, I remember the first time I watched it and I was just flabbergasted. Yeah. Wait, you saw this in the theater. Yeah. Like,
0: what was that? Were people like, oh, I feel like this is a Gatsby movie.
1: It was pretty Gatsby and I'm like, huh, ew.
0: I actually can't imagine watching this in the theaters because walking out of it and just walking into bright lights and a urinal would be super weird, as opposed to just like pausing it I, and saying, "Holy crap, what the crap
2: I, I actually disagree because of the way this movie ends, this like you I don't know you if feel it was, pretty good right yeah, you, you you feel sort of I mean there's some catharsis there, but also it, it ends bright and happy.
1: The whole movie is bright. Yeah. And I will say this. when I, rem- I remember when I finished the movie, I'm like, that was really good. I kind of want to watch it again. That is not how I feel. Yeah. Because <laughs> like uh, there was a lot of things I needed to process again. And I think that's the reason why, uh, yeah, is that I, there were things I didn't understand.
0: All of us watched it a second time independently before we decided to do yeah. this as an yeah.
1: episode. And I just remembered. It was like
0: oh, man, this is
1: nuts. And there's a lot of weird, bloody shenanigans in it, and it threw me for a loop. And also with, like, the psychiatric stuff. And I know that's the thing we haven't touched on this podcast that much, this, really.
0: This is the first time, by the way, that I'm going to say that, no, there were no shenanigans in this movie. The what weird, you, bloody shenanigans, no. It was not, shenan, there, this was what not I mean shenanigans. I swear to God if you say
1: shenanigans one more time.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, going to the psychological aspects, um, Greg, something you brought up in the, the jumping off the – not rumspringa cuz that's an actual thing yeah. the uh, Scandinavian cliff dive scene the sound editing
2: yeah that's that and that was part of why this I, I watched this movie the first time i saw it by myself and like i was there's a whole bunch of things about it that are designed to increase your anxiety one of the things i really like in this movie is that there's anxious music but it's not like horror mu- music anxious music it's just like building tension music and as, as Danny is watching this about to ha- as she's sort of realizing what's about to happen, these people who are about to kill themselves, it kind of does like this, there's all this stuff happening in the background and then it focuses on Danny and it's just like silence. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of those things that people who have been through traumatic experiences or if you, I mean, if you have ever been into uh, like a, a car accident or anything that has ha- happened, that's a, that's the thing that's, that is often explained. Like, you know, I couldn't like, The world just kind of went dark. I couldn't hear anything. There's kind of this um, the silence ringing. Yeah, she's got like the silence ringing in her ears. It's. I think they did a really good job making you feel like her, right? You get pulled into that scene.
0: I've I've dealt with with PTSD, and um, it's very freaking accurate as to what the what your memory of the experience is. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a you. You haven't encoded all
2: the things that were going on. You're so pinpoint focused on the thing,
1: and they zoomed in. Like her face mm-hmm. was the main focus, just to really recognize that. There's there's
2: another movie that does it really well. It's with Jason Gordon Levitt, his cancer movie. Fifty fifty. uh fifty uh,
0: fifty. Uh, yeah.
2: In Fifty Fifty, when he gets his cancer diagnosis i that that's a scene that I've had patients explain to me about when they got their diagnosis of a, of whatever illness i am I am a hospice doctor, so I, I talk to a lot of patients who have significant terminal illnesses and it's it's kind of this moment frozen in time where they they hear this diagnosis and everything else is it disappears for them yeah and in that in fifty fifty there's a short little scene and that same that thing happens but also as as an audience member watching you can hear the rest of the scene going on and it's yeah. just done really mm-hmm. it's done very well maybe we should do 50 50 <laughs> yeah, yeah it's on my list it, okay
0: it, it's it so anytime that you or almost any time where you hear the humming of this character is is deaf because of a grenade going off what they're actually hearing might be close to what danny is of that hyper focus if they can hear yeah yeah it's
2: that's yeah. Any war movie that all of a sudden the grenade goes off and all the other sound dies. That's what they. It's like that that ringing in the. I am not gonna do it because if people are listening to this. <laughs> just I'll just an move my ringing. phone close to the microphone. You don't want to. You don't want to. get it. Dolphin helmet. But I. I mean, that's one of the things I think this movie does well, and and I mean, this is not a movie. But it's just like it really brings you in with little things like that that are really yeah. Um, I
0: thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, none of us are psychologists or psychiatrists, uh, but this is a great movie as well from a... Yeah, there's there's some from a pathology in there. There's some psychiatric pathology
2: on display from a lot of people.
1: Yeah, for sure. Everyone has something wrong. <laughs> yes. Like pretty much. Just like real life. Yeah. And I think um, it's a good segue into how Danny cannot sleep and then it needs to ask for sleeping pills the whole time,
0: and then has some weird dreams.
1: Like, really weird dreams. And I'm wondering, I have never taken
0: Ambien. I have. How, how does that? Oh, my gosh, it's dead on. Roseanne did. Yeah, she did. And I didn't have oh, Twitter yeah. oh, when, yeah. I, uh, when I was taking Ambien regularly.
1: Um, you also didn't have a TV show that you could lose, too. Yeah,
0: you know, there's that. Yeah. But as far as the everything is absolutely normal and – nothing is right feeling yeah that it's weird
2: because they start that that scene starts and you don't know you don't really realize that it's a dream sequence it just looks like she wakes up she wakes up the next day and then it just everything's a little bit off and then it's and it's weird yeah i mean i think it they i think they did a good job representing yeah. that particular drug as well yeah
1: because it, it went in like as you were as I, I think one of you guys were explaining it was like rem sleep and then sudden... Shenanigans. What? Well, yeah, that's I think right. if, I said shenanigans. If,
2: <laughs> if you've ever uh, had a long night drinking, and then you wake up in the morning, and then you go back to sleep, often you can have pretty intense, like you get pretty intense dreams. Then, and I, I think part of that reason is because your body hasn't gone through your normal sleep sleep cycles. If you just kind of passed out, allegedly, allegedly. Um, <laughs> that's anyway. No one drinks beer on this podcast. Yeah. No, never. Um, but. I'm also, don't drink till you pass out. Um, <laughs> but if if something like that happens, it means your body hasn't actually gotten any restorative sleep, and that's you need restorative sleep. That's yeah. part of that. The, and so, it's, so is it like trying to rush it? Yeah, it's 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 trying to make up for that time you haven't done any of the sleep cycling. So now you're now you're getting in that REM cycle sleep, and that's it's when you you have those super intense dreams, yeah. and it feels like you had a super long dream, and you wake up, and it's like four minutes later. I mean, that, that's sort of how it... That's how that scene selection so, feels so to me.
0: Going outside of, um, you know, drugs or beer, um, it is the... I just slept for three hours when I hit my snooze button for 10 minutes. Is that a similar experience of your body trying to get back into the, that REM sleep? Uh, there
2: is a whole specialty based on sleep and sleep psychology and sleep pathology. And I... It seems a lot it seems to be although there's a lot of science there's also a lot of art to understanding it as well as anything in medicine has and i just don't know it well enough to make a meaningful comment on it i i know how i have felt when i have been when i have not gotten sleep or if i've stayed up super late for you know a couple days in a row and then suddenly you get that oh yeah that sleep and it's just like
1: your dreams are different it it's i think a good example is me sleeping today and getting maybe like two or three hours and just cannot go back to sleep yeah it just is like, nothing makes sense. It just, in your sleep dream logic, everything makes sense. Right. And you wake up <laughs> and you're like, it's a continuation of it. And you go, none of yeah, what none of just, happened re- was just, and, and none of that made sense at all. <laughs> and then you watch Midsummer, and then everything makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. It's just this weird nonsensical dream. If Like if I use the example of not sleeping for a while. Yep. It's not fun. I kept on writing Chidi because I forgot his name. Josh was it? Yeah, name?
0: Josh was the character. Yeah. So, uh, William Jackson Harper is that the answer? Yes, actor? correct.
1: Um, he wanted to learn more about their rituals and whatnot, and tried to steal the ruby, not
0: the ruby rod, Riyad? something like that.
1: Steal the sacred text written by the
0: inbred. Yeah. But then he. Let's just call it the ruby rod, so that we yes, can. So that please. Greg can just finish his giggle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But he gets killed, or he sees his friend who earlier
0: was peeing well, it, on a tree. Yeah, yeah. first it, first he goes to try to see this sacred text that was written by the, is, like, passed down and written by inbred members of their community. Yes,
1: to keep them pure.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets told no, gets told no, gets told no, gets told no. Actually sees, he does personally see the member of the community that wrote it right he does and then
1: he wanted to take a photograph of it and was not allowed to but then he snuck into the
0: no-no room right to take a picture of it right shortly right. after his friend um not josh uh his friend stifler yes <laughs> <laughs> the guy from uh, the guy from the snatch yeah we're the millers yeah um uh sneaks off to it doesn't sneak off peas on their sacred tree yep and end up, ends up getting killed for it. And then the inbred member of their community. I mean,
1: he ends up getting killed because they're all going to get killed. Because yeah.
0: they're all, yeah, because everybody's going to die.
1: I mean, if you look at the walls, it tells you the whole story.
0: You should watch this movie. I think. Yeah. I yeah. think it's worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait.
1: But they take his face off.
0: Not just his face.
1: Oh, sorry. His scalp and his face off. I
0: mean, that, I feel like they take all of his skin yeah, off. Yeah, I feel like they took all of him. Like, just John Legend's level of all of him becomes all of you. Oh god! Oh, you got to see Jamie Foxx do John Legend. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, <laughs> my like, <fault.
1: laughs> But they take take that all off, and then um, he gets smashed in or cheated. Sorry. So
2: that that is Josh. another part that I um, that I thought was really cool. You know, he gets. But he gets hit on the head. and He gets like a huge hammer blow to the head.
1: With the hospice hammer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Hospice hammer is not a thing. So he has this blow to his head. Immediately he's knocked out. But human bodies are, are pretty resilient. He wakes up a few seconds later, which happened. I mean, if you've ever seen someone get knocked out or hit their head, you know, it's like for a second. It's like, are they dead? And then he's kind of coming too, but also he had a pretty significant injury. He's moaning and groaning on the he ground. He had a dent in his head, which but that's super realistic. And that's the thing that I thought was cool was like he had this, he had this damage to his head Yeah. and you're looking at it for a second and then it starts oozing yep. and then it starts kind of pouring blood. Your, your scalp has a
1: ton of uh, vascular supply. It bleeds a lot when mm-hmm. you get hurt. So you can actually die from a scalp black just by itself. You can lose a lot of blood it's really poured
2: out. Yep. Um but I liked that there was that it's like it's a horrific injury but then it's that kind of little delay that made it feel realistic
0: and right. Yeah. I do have a question of the the Ruby Rod character wearing his skin. And number 1, it fit ridiculously well. Like he was wearing his full, like all of his face and his hair and everything as a mask all the way down.
1: Sometimes you got to wear that skinny skin, but
0: also you, you don't know that it fit very well.
2: You know, that
1: the front the fit front well.
2: fit. Well, you don't know what that looked like in the back. He's business in the front party in the
1: back. That it's could like be that. all open. <laughs> it's like that Homer meme where he looks really skinny, but in the back you see a bunch of clips holding his fat. That's kind of what it is.
2: Actually there, there's a thing I wrote later. I Uh, I don't want to skip ahead, whatever. But there's a thing—the thing I wrote about later. So when he's in the bear suit, right? Yeah. And so they even—they do good foreshadowing. There, they—they show the butcher. If you
0: haven't seen this movie yet, <laughs> you probably should.
2: It's going to be more fun if you see the movie. Um, but you know, they—they they have the butcher teaching the kids. Like that's how you—that's how you learn how to butcher an animal. Yeah. Um, but so when they finally have him sewed up in the barn. At the bottom of where they have him sewed up in the bear suit, there's this one little section where the the skin is a little bit flipped out. Like you can clearly see the bear has been stitched up, but mm. at the bottom there's some pink skin that's been inverted. And I remember in med like part of med school is they teach you, you you they teach you menial tasks that will make you helpful for the 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 experienced people that are doing things. Yeah. And so one of them is learning how to suture and that reminded me of like, oh, you know, he got to the bottom, the guys all sewed in, and then he's like, all right, oldest child, now it's your turn to close this up. It's the he, ugliest he one. He didn't quite do a good job, but also it's functional. We're, we're burning this anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remembered that. Like in med school, you're like yeah. sewing up a whole case, like the surgeon's doing. is it, like, you can do the last like you can five sta- inches. You can staple that right there. Yeah, Good Good job. But it's going to look bad. Yeah, That's fine. It's fine.
2: I think it's important to know that the only way to get new doctors is you have to train New doctors, and part of that is you. I mean, not everything is going to be perfect. And you go to the emergency room. The goal is the goal isn't to look perfect. The goal is to you know stop perfect. your bleeding, keep you from dying. You I will. You go to the plastic surgeon, and you
1: expect a perfect. Yeah, I will say when I do sutures in my ER, I will stay there for the first like three or four sutures my resident does, and if it looks horrible, I will take over because it has to look good. Yeah, it,
2: I mean, and the, actually, that's. There's a psychological part of recovery, which is to: if you look good, you feel good, and so things like that matter. Yeah. Part of the new thing that they've been trying to do, and, and actually this was new a couple of years ago, but uh, for people with significant, with like brain tumors and and significant head injuries, where they really, you know, they're gonna they're gonna take off part of the skull, they stopped doing full head shave. They start they started doing incisional shaving, and people had faster, better recoveries just from something as simple as. I mean, having hair, you don't look as sick anymore.
1: Yeah, because it's true. Like you lose your hair, you look sick. You look weird. I mean, you... like you instead look, yeah. of having a shaved
0: head, you have a faux hawk, <laughs> right. and and they're like, in. not a joke. Faux hawks are in right now. Yeah, right. the character Mark, whose name we didn't remember, had one. <laughs> he, <laughs> he did he have. He actually did, and that was functional. It makes it easier to sew up in the back. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know that his like, it, like I, I'm gonna go back to the. Ruby Rod wearing <laughs> Mark as a skin because he was wearing all of his front bits yeah. as a skin. You're right. He did. And I, I think that a lot of that stuff that doesn't quite make
2: sense makes sense if you look at the pictures on the wall. Like that's how the things happen. So yeah. that's how they happen. Yeah. Uh, this will make more sense if you've seen the movie. So it's probably yeah. a good yeah. good
0: break to say go watch it. You know what didn't it. Yeah. make
1: sense? How everyone jumped to, what's this hair in the pie? Oh, puke instead of beard. Yeah, like
0: as someone with a uh, poorly trimmed <laughs> beard because of COVID, uh, it's probably a beard hair. Johnny, your beard is amazing, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it looks it, nothing it's like pews. It's great for the listeners.
2: I
1: cannot grow a beard, and it makes me sad every day. Mine
0: grows in patchy. Yeah, I can't grow head hair, so you guys win.
1: I think the last big thing that I wrote down that was weird and concerning is the blood eagle. For those who don't know what a blood
0: eagle is. Johnny, would you like to explain the blood uh, eagle? A blood eagle is a horrific Scandinavian method of execution where they literally cut your back open and pull your lungs out.
2: That also means they break your ribs. This would hurt. From the backside. Your back ribs. This would hurt real bad. Your baby back ribs. And we were, after the movie ended, we were talking about it. Is And would it be possible to do this as a torture? I mean, in the sense that if you were doing we... Would you be alive after? Yeah,
0: in the in the film, Josh is still breathing.
1: It wasn't Josh. It was Bloody Gold. It was someone else.
0: It was Mark. It wasn't oh, Mark either. It was the other two that we oh. didn't care about. Oh, oh yeah, 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 It was it was other. It was London guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but he's like you see his lungs inflating and deflating. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, Christian, the boyfriend, who sees it. Yeah, and he's drugged. All to heaven,
1: uh,
2: and I, there's. I don't think there's a good answer. I think that it, from a modern perspective, you could do this to somebody with proper anesthesia and yeah. analgesics, and you would keep them alive. You could keep them alive, granted he would need to be intubated. He would have to have a whole bunch of other stuff. He, but uh, he, this guy has none of that. No, it looks just. I he's mean, literally like, in a chicken coop. Yeah, but I. My comment was, if you, I mean, if you don't care if he's alive later, then it
0: doesn't matter if he's yeah. in a chicken coop. I'm gonna break. His ribs. Format for a second, break his ribs and format for a second, and <laughs> say, uh, "In the human centipede, this would be totally possible for sure." Yeah, uh, but in uh, Dutch country, Pennsylvania, the <laughs> less so.
2: Well, I mean, that, that's the. It's like you could you could do this to a person. I don't know Why? if your lungs would still work if they're out of the body. I mean, that's a so that's, that's a real. Question. So
1: that is actually a big question because oh, if, I have an answer now that we talked about it. No. You go first. So you can't because your diaphragm's what drives right. negative exactly pressure what to expand was, your that's lungs. That's
2: exactly what I was just going to say. Now, if
1: you were putting a hose in his mouth and inflating it, then mm-hmm. yes, you can inflate his lungs. But the fact that the lungs are outside of the body without negative pressure to increase uh, expansion of the lungs, you can't do it. Yes. That's,
2: I don't know if you guys have heard me talk before, but often I need to talk things out. And as I was talking, <laughs> I figured
0: it out. <laughs> it's my favorite part of in this podcast, guys. I love listening to Greg think through things. Like, it's fantastic. Come on. You can, you do, can it. do it. You'll, you'll make come
1: it. On. Almost. Can, oh, so close. Oh, um, it's like when that guy in the Geico commercial has that dollar bill on there. Oh, you're almost there. Just a little bit closer. Come on, you'll get it. You'll, you'll get, get it. it. You'll get it. Um,
2: but that that actually the the next part of that scene made me laugh because the guy uh, he, he, he's very surprised by seeing his friend as or this guy as a blood eagle. He turns around and there's. There's one of the he um, Swedish people. Right, he, he gets dust blown in his face. And all I was thinking was, that's got to be the most dangerous way to, to blow paralyzing dust, and like to get paralyzing dust in someone's face because you have to breathe in first. Yeah. And if you're going to breathe in, you might get some. That seems like pretty potent stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I also like the way they close his eye. Like <laughs> Half the screen closes at a time because they're closing
0: one eye at a yeah. time. Now, um, I'm speaking from a cycloptic perspective. Whenever I close my eye, everything goes.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. I love Johnny, and I shouldn't make fun of his his eye, but I also Um, am amazed by
0: it. For the biclopes on this podcast, (laughs) uh, is that actually what happens when you close one eye and then the other? I mean, do you lose half half of your half the screen? That's such an amazing question because, of course, you would ask that, right?
2: Because you have no experience with it. I I was born blind on my left side, and it's so easy to make fun of that. But no, that is your entire experience. Every time you close your eyes, everything goes away.
0: Everyone
1: should do that at home. Please make fun Mm
0: -hmm. of my entire experience whenever you When you close one eye at home,
1: do you lose half of your vision?
0: No, you don't. (laughs) Uh, uh, When I was in high school and early college, a lot of my friends came up to me and said, I tried driving with one eye closed. Because they just learned to drive. Mm. And they also knew I had one eye. And they also knew that I could drive a car. And they were like, how do you do this? And they could not do it.
2: Well, Your entire experience is based on it. your
0: yeah. brain is wired differently.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah it really is. I th- um, and what I was saying was it would be so easy to make fun of you for asking that. But it's but it's, it's And you did. It's a legitimate. No, I, I mean, I didn't make fun of you for asking that. I, I thought it was an amazing. I, maybe I did during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's entirely possible. Uh, I, I mean. And that's it, fine yeah. because, well. Uh, you're, you get to make fun of your friends when it's uh, when you know each other. It's fine, <laughs> but the thing—I mean, most most people have binocular vision. Our vision, we, we get sensation from both of our eyes, and our brain combines them. That's why we can see things and we can judge distances and 3D space and all that stuff. Our brains are pretty cool. Um, but also, you know that your eyes don't see exactly the same thing. They're offset. That's why we we Wait, do get what? depth perception. <laughs> They're, you don't get the exact same picture from from both of your eyes. What? It's like the I'm answering <laughs> I'm answering Johnny's question. He doesn't know this because it's not his experience. <laughs> but as you know, it's like the that scene in Wayne's World. That's a better representation, right? He does that camera one, camera two thing, and the screen shifts a little bit, and that's that's how that's how we get our visual input. And and so normally, if you close one eye, it, you you might lose a little peripheral vision on that side, but you wouldn't just lose. Halfway. Half right.
0: Years. Yeah, yeah. My peripheral vision is like I think eighty-four percent of what a normal person's is.
1: That is very specific.
0: But you know it's better like I yeah, had I it measured late. when I did a <laughs> Because uh, he relies on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I did a vision test. Um but yeah.
1: The that was a silly scene. Uh I get the artistic yeah. part and of it. And
0: then he wakes up exactly the same way, uh, with left side of screen and right side of screen. Yeah,
1: because he would they paralyzed him and they told him you will be able to hear, but you will not be able to speak. Right. Um. I don't know any medications that do that. I I don't know
2: any medications that do that. I think sometimes scopolamine is treated like that in Hollywood as like this zombie drug. It is. It's not. That's uh, not quite what it is. There no. are paralytics like the things they use in anesthesia. That's, yeah, but you
1: but you don't breathe.
2: But there are there are like combinations of things where maybe this would be possible. Um. I, what. What I was thinking about was locked-in syndrome. Yeah, that's actually illegal. surprising.
1: That's actually what I thought, too.
2: Not surprising at
1: all. That's, that's the thing to think about. Yeah. Wait, the two doctors thought about the same? It's a scary disease that I hope I would not wish on my worst enemy. But locked-in syndrome is when you have a stroke of your pons, I believe. I, I it's think, like Somewhere in your brainstem.
2: I think it can come from a, from a few causes, but...
1: You can only move your eye up and down, and that's about it.
2: You can blink. You can move your eyes vertically, you're consciously and all there. And your brain is there and functioning normally from a thought consciousness perspective, but you cannot move. You cannot...
0: Your motor system... You're moves. effectively fully paralyzed in a way that's not like spinal paralysis. Correct. There was a Scrubs episode about this too.
2: Of course. I, I bet if there's ever... Any medical show has a episode about there's it. There's
1: also a movie called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, I believe, is a, a movie about locked-in syndrome. And that one is not a feel-good movie. Can I...
2: If there's ever... Uh, An episode of The Resident with Locked In Syndrome. I call it. I hate that show, and I can't wait to see how they treat it.
1: Uh, Probably next month is what we're gonna do. I'll I'll see what I can find. I can't. Oh God, that show. Johnny's on board with it now.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. The second episode of The Resident that we watched, I really liked. The first episode was a rough one.
1: You in court?
0: And let me say, I only, I only
2: choked my way through the first episode. You shouldn't judge a show by the pilot episode, but also. That was an infuriating watch.
0: Yeah. Agreed. That was Jackson's menu too. Yeah. Um, I John will. Scalzi, going back to locked in syndrome and just going to plug an author that I really liked, Uh, did a science fiction series of all of a sudden, this was a viral thing that happened. And so people with locked in syndrome were able to connect to robots. Ooh. And uh, so, yes, they're still locked in their bodies, but they're also walking around as robots being detectives. Mm hmm. Yep. It's great. Doing all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> Doing all that stuff. For sure.
1: Um I think the movie ends climactically. I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch before we
0: talk. I about want anything. to touch on the Mayday dance. I, wait.
2: I want to Greg touch on to one.
0: So, Greg wants to touch something. On.
2: <laughs> so they do they do that ball selection, right? The lottery ball selection. Yeah. And the little wooden ball comes down the track. So, one of the things that you might not know especially if you have never been to a pediatric hospital as they often have these um these beautiful colorful fun lobbies because you know it's it has to cater to families and and children that that's their patient population and a lot of these places have these elaborate um sort of like perpetual motion ball machines and their perpetual motion is the wrong word but basically a gravity machine where marble race thank you like a marble race and that is one of those things where I I have watched for like my lunch out, my entire lunch hour, just like watching this complicated uh, ball dropping machine go around and like hit various noisemakers and make things. And it's just like whenever I'm doing this with you guys, I try to bring anything I can from the medical establishment. And that had a very visceral, like watching that made me happy. Um, so when I did my fellowship, the uh, the hospital in, in Denver, they had they had like a traveling one that would like they would switch them out. Um, like they were, it was some of the most elaborate thing. I mean, they have it at museums sometimes. Yeah,
1: that's what I think about. Yeah, and I, have, I know we don't have one at my. I don't house think they have
2: all. one at Miller's, but I mean, I I would watch the one in Denver for out. Well, for my lunch break, for four, that four could, hour, four hour, <laughs> yes. however long it took me to get my Jimmy John's and then go sit and watch, <laughs>
0: four hour. Um, the mid the Mayday dance. Yeah. maypole dance yeah the maypole dance not the communism dance right okay um so everyone was dope to the gills and all of a sudden (laughs) um uh danny was either understanding swedish or Um, was just communicating via whatever i i think there's artistic license there i mean my interpretation was not that she's speaking swedish they say like
2: oh like gibberish we're connected yeah but we're communicating through dance, right? And yeah. so she understands the dance, so they understand each other. It's not like they're talking about anything. Yeah, at, I think it me. was just
1: a shared kind of yeah. situation. It's,
2: it's part of that sort of you're you're participating in this cultural moment, and now you are you're part. You're of no it. longer an outsider. Now
0: you're part of the group. So now kind of like I feel sometimes hosting this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you're an outsider. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, was, uh, there was not even a pause. No, I'm just no. kidding.
1: You're great. Yeah. I say we take this home to the final scene which is pretty dramatic where they put the four people that died Mm -hmm. two old people that died and two volunteers two volunteers and then Christian and a bear into the house and burned it on fire to sacrifice them. that was nuts
2: yeah that that was hard for me to watch for no other reason than I don't like to see people I mean
1: that there was a lot of screaming and not just from inside that house yeah They was screaming
2: everywhere, and I think that's part of the whole, you know, part of the whole message of of her transformation in of Danish transformation into now a part of the culture is like she is she is now fully engaged, like with the with the communal moaning with them. Yeah, it's not it's not that people are including her; it's that she is now doing it. Yeah, yeah, and and, I I don't know. I the second time seeing it was like cathartic for her. So much. No, I mean second time seeing this movie. (laughs) <laughs> cathartic for me maybe mm. um but I, yeah i thought it, i thought it was it's the same thing as like kind of that maypole dance right like yeah. you see she she's engaged in a way that's different than her being an outsider being there
0: yeah um and and like now she has her family that's like the catharsis right this is yeah. Her yeah. she's not going back she doesn't have anything to go back home to no that was one of the things that pele said in the very beginning was the soccer player yeah.
2: Yeah, he's he's it's good. It's a in weird it. cameo, but yeah. I bought it.
0: Um, that bicycle kick scene was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but but it, in the like in the mushroom scene in the very beginning of the movie, one of the uh, members of the community, the the guy who brought them there, said, you know, my my family died, my parents died in a fire. Your parents just died. I'm technically an orphan too. And that's a
1: worst pickup line
0: ever. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go with an honest, heartfelt moment, but thank you, Jackson. You're welcome. Um, like as a, you know, someone who's, who's lost a parent as a early adult, that mindset makes sense. It'd still be the worst pickup line ever. So (laughs) sorry, Jackson.
2: Ugh. I think when people have really big loss, there's a thought that no one else has experienced. Like, no one can know what I'm going through. Nobody understands. And I mean, that's part of why therapy works is you there's people do understand, mm-hmm. but it's also hard for us to talk about those things. And so you, it can feel very isolating and alone. I think that that's a thing. I mean, it, you know, um, Danny's boyfriend is is physically there for her when when things happen, but he doesn't really ever address it. It's he never wants to really talk about her emotional stuff, and so that's a you know, some people need that, some people don't. But knowing that somebody else has had that experience is a very powerful thing. Yeah, and that's I think that's why that comes across as heartfelt. It it is a heartfelt thing.
0: Mm -hmm. With that, I do have a question. Okay. Oh, I know where this is going. I mean, I should. It's (laughs) wait. You guys do questions now? Yeah, I know. Uh, the human centipede. There it is. <laughs> oh, that question. Okay. There, there. It yeah, <laughs> the human centipede marketed itself as 100% medically accurate. If that's the case, and that's our baseline, how medically accurate is Midsummer, Doctor Jackson Bain? Two hundo. I would say it's twice as accurate. I, I. Here's why I disagree. Because although the
2: human centipede says it's 100% accurate, it isn't. I know. So but we're basing
0: it we're using it as a baseline
2: uh, but it's it's more than double better than that i mean that's what i'm saying Ah, ah.
1: so what would you say it would be
2: i mean in comparison it would it would be like 500% got it cuz it's i mean nothing in here is i i will say i don't know what any of those drugs are eh, that yeah. there's some yeah. artistic license with with uh, the blood eagle
1: you know what you got me
2: 300% i say 500
1: i think i mean that's fair <laughs> I think I think those are fair numbers. It averages to four hundred percent. It's okay. What's that, the mean? I I
0: gotta look at the <laughs> the mean is it's much 100. lower. The record was about two fifty for Saw 2, which was literally the first time I asked that question. Ah, okay. Then so,
1: this is appropriate.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm fine. You know what? I'm fine. Yeah, fine with what I said. I think uh, that is fair. All right. it, then a weird question to ask. Given the incredible medical accuracy of this film, according to the esteemed panel of physicians, <laughs> all two of us, uh, is there anything you would do to keep the dramatic stakes high but increase the medical accuracy? I, I mean, I think the blood eagle is the biggest thing where there's artistic light. like, yeah, like you said, your lungs wouldn't work outside. You're, of dead. Your butt, you're dead. You're dead.
2: And also, it, and I don't think it would take any. I don't think it would take anything away from that scene to just have him be dead there and be eaten by I the chicken. I think he was.
0: He's I think breathing. That that was breathing. No, I think that was a hallucination. We've, we've Ooh, seen flowers. No, didn't see no, flowers didn't. You know, pulsing that, all the time. Smart. So smart. 600, 400? No, 500, 300. Let's I mean, try. I
1: think that is fair. Like, if that is a hallucination. Because, again, this is one of those situations. We're not sure what's true.
0: Yeah, right? right, exactly. A lot of it is delusion. We
2: have an unreliable narrator in the form of drugs. drugs. Yeah.
0: Our, our narrator for this film is just drugs. It's summer, brought to you by drugs. Yeah. All right, with that... um, if you guys haven't watched Midsummer by now, um, we kind of recommend it. You know what? We'll wait for a second. You guys can go do it. And, and yeah. You just re- you got two it. hours, just hit pause. <laughs> um, I think it's on HBO Max. Amazon Prime. Uh, uh, Prime. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week um, with another lighthearted, fun-filled romp through um, post-traumatic stress disorder and blood eagles. It's still Hortober.
1: <laughs> it might
0: not be by the time this episode airs. It may be Hortober. It may still be Hortober.
2: Also, if you're interested in Blood Eagles, there's a show on Netflix called Norseman. The Norseman. I highly recommend it. I was, talk- I was telling these guys about it. I-, I think it's great. Oh, and... It's, you're, it's a comedy about biking.
0: Uh, if you're interested in the perspective of people who are differently abled, a uh, couple friend of mine, friends of mine, a friend of mine, uh, just started a podcast called Life and Limb. She's has a tiny foot. Co-host <laughs> has a tiny hand. And they're talking about their lives, dealing with that. So check that one out, too. You you had me at Life and Limit. Can you have a a podcast without a pun title? Nope. I don't think so. I actually don't think so. I don't believe so. Uh, With that, thanks, folks, for listening. And we'll be back next week with more lovely discussions on what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. Thanks, everybody. Bye, folks.